podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast where uh, we've got three topics for you today. We've got test matches with India and Australia, which are hilarious. Test matches with England and New Zealand, which involve the ball flying all over the place. And we have the Women's World Cup, which is going exactly as everyone has predicted. Uh, I am Max Brown. I'm joined by Ross Legg, who's fresh back from a, a work trip to Birmingham and expedited his return just to be here. How are you, Ross? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm uh, yeah, jettisoned in. Could you be jettisoned in or only jettisoned out? Um, I think you'd be, be jettisoned in. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I've been jettisoned in. I'm going to go with that <laughs> one. In. Yeah, yeah, I've been parachuted in. Right, yeah. Because um, Hopi uh, has uh, gone on a, a nice little surprise trip to Paris with his girlfriend. Mm. Um, rumours have it, rumours have it that he might be proposing. Oh. So, um, yeah. I don't know who started those rumours, but it might have been just me <laughs> a second ago. Um Max, we're also in esteemed company today. We are. We are. We're, it's the return of uh, of one of our closest pod friends, hmm. Dan Weston, back from jet setting. He's also parachuted in. Uh, literally, I heard. Uh, he, <laughs> he, he won so much money in Vegas, he actually parachuted back to the UK. And, um, and he's with us today. How are you, Dan? Yeah, I'm good, Max, but sadly it was a commercial jet, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I flew on Virgin Atlantic, but I do believe other brands of airplane are available. <laughs> they are. Some are better than others. Mm. <laughs> uh, right, well, good stuff. We might as well uh, get into it. We'll start. Where, where do we want to start? Should we start with, um, start with India and Australia? Yep. Things that's fresh in the mind. I think so. We've released a couple of videos recently, which um, have been just taking the mick really out of Australia more than they've really taken the mick out of themselves. Um, and it's it's, a, it's working for us, Max. So I'm going to continue doing that. Right. Yeah. Um, lean in. So they are two nil down. And as we know, Australia are the kings of overreacting. Ever since Sandpaper Gate, if, as we all remember, Cameron mm-hmm. Bancroft, Steve Smith, David Warner, um, they have lost all semblance of what a normal reaction is to something bad happening. Has been kind of mar- if, I, if I was a PA consultant or a PR consultant, that's kind of what I'd be going at for. And I'm a little bit on the side of they're doing this again. Um, they've gone to the toughest place to play in international cricket. Um, they've tried to go in with a plan. Sure, it's not the right plan, um, but a plan nevertheless. Um, they tried blaming everything else um, but those plans, like the pitch, the smog, um, the groundsman's wives, um, the molecular makeup of the grass outside off stump for the left-handers, um, and more. Um, but ultimately, it boils down to two tests, and they're 2-0 down. I-, I don't think it's as bad as all of the pundits and ex-players are making it out to be. Where, where do you guys sit on this fence? Complete aberration? One out of ten? Or do you know what? It's probably a three out of ten or a two out of ten. <laughs> such a such a vast <laughs> range to choose from. Thanks, Ross. Um, uh, to be honest, after the first test, I think it was pretty bad. I mean, that was, that was a two out of ten performance. They got spanked. But they were well in the second test. Like, 
we you have to sort of compartmentalize that a little bit. I think for the first, well, it was only three days, wasn't it? So the first two thirds of that test, um, barring uh, that performance from Jadeja and Axar Patel, the, or Ashwin and Axar, the, the rear guard action, which got India's first innings up to where in, um, Australia had been, that was like six, seven out of 10. They were doing well. They were they matched India. They were, had a one-run lead, and they had the uh, advantage of not batting fourth on a, on a pitch that was turning quite considerably and showing some. It wasn't so much variable bounce as consistently ridiculously low bounce, and they were well in it. And then they completely lost the plot, and they had one session of zero out of ten cricket, which just blew my mind. I mean, they were playing on the same pitch as the one that like the night before they were 60 odd for one. And then overnight, it's like someone spiked their, I don't know, their bedtime Ovaltine with some acid. <laughs> and they just all had these crazy acid dreams where like, you know, it'd be a really good idea. Let's just sweep everything. And they, t- uh, I, they went, came into sort of 1860s, 13 year olds from Victorian Britain and um, went up the chimney. And I don't know what they were doing. It was weird. Because up to that point, they'd done really well and they'd sort of fought their way back. Travis Head batted all right. Hanscom got, you know, did what he's known for and played spin well. And and it was all looking like suddenly we might have a a, um, a series on our hands. But, well, we I don't, don't know anymore, do we? Uh, <laughs> Dan, where, where do you think this has gone wrong? Because I've got a, I've got a selection of quotes here from Ian Healy, Ian Chappell, Michael Clark, etc. But you're the real expert compared to some of these ex-players. <laughs> um, so where where do you think this has gone wrong for Australia? Um, I think there's a few factors that we can discuss, and maybe they're all small contributing reasons as to why that there there might be some problems for Australia. I think ultimately I agree with Max though, in terms of the your grading sessions and your grading segments of matches. Mm. And you know, sixty five for one in the second innings, having a first a slender first innings lead of just the one <laughs> run. Uh, uh, um, they're in good shape, you know. They set two fifty, and you think they'll be favourites. You set two hundred, and you think even they're well in the game. Mm. Uh, 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 and and then they lose uh, 48, uh, 48, nine for 48, I should say. Mm. And uh, it all went very wrong. Um, I think the sweep options uh, obviously have been discussed a lot in the media and I also heard Jack talk a lot about them the other day on the pod. Mm. And uh, he was talking about the success rate of sweeps based on speeds of the bowlers. And I think that that's a really relevant point. And I think maybe, you know, the analytics wise, that that's something that, that they might need to look at a little bit um, if they haven't done that already. But you would assume that they haven't because of the fact that the batters have all gone out and, and played that way. Hmm. Um, it felt to me they just had this sort of understanding that the best way to play any sort of spin bowling is to sweep it. And therefore we should try hmm. and do that all the time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Rather than having like that more of a nuanced point mm. of view, a nuanced game plan, if you like. Um, and and I think that also it's it's kind of prudence to suggest that there's still could be a bit of an overreaction here among among a lot of the uh, ex players from Australia, because you know India away is a tough place to go. India away on a ranked turner when you've got Ashwin and Dadeja a backup from Akshar Patel to to um, to face is, is you know a herculean task really to get a lot out of it hmm. um and, and i still think that some of these 
ex-players from Australia, they're, they're very bitter about the Justin Langer departure and they're looking to sharpen their knives where, wherever it's possible. Having said that, I look at this Australia group and I think it's very, very close to going stale. You've got a lot of players in their early to mid, late to late 30s. Mm-hmm. And, and that requires some form of an overhaul, at least some evolution in the short term and perhaps a revolution in the long term. Um, you know, even they're bringing in, in, in for this series, Peter Hanscom, and he's he turns 32 in a couple of months' time. And, and New kid you know, on the block. He's a, a rising well, star. Yeah. Yeah, he's I got mean, he's got at least nine years left in his career at that rate. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I watched him play for Middlesex for two years, so I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, in, in all seriousness, I think that, that is a problem for Australia. You know, a lot of people now are saying, you know, David Warner is is a big problem in terms of that high reputation, high you know, big name that's now getting older and non performing. And you know that now he's obviously out of the series as well with the take your pick of concussion and the broken elbow. <laughs> uh, um, and, and, you know, both, I think both him and Usman Khawaja are 36 now, you know, so that's they're not forward-looking selections, no matter whether they're the best two players or not. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not convinced about the current version of Warner. I've said that for quite a long time in various formats now. So 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 that's that's another issue. Um, I also was confused, I'm confused a little bit, not so much in this match because they picked three spinners, but in the first match, they picked two spinners who are both uh, off spinners. <laughs> and India have got one left-hander in the top seven. So they're not picking players for the matchup. Presumably they're picking Todd Murphy because Todd Murphy looks to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And they're picking uh, Gary Lyon of uh, uh, Gaz as uh, uh, because he's the the name, and you can't do that. You have to you have to go like more horses for courses, and and even if you perceive a Kuhneman or a Swepson or an Adam Zampa or someone like that to be inferior to to those other two spinners, you have to look at the matchups because I I, I would I would be pretty confident in saying that I would expect. Uh, left arm orthodox or, or a leg spinner to average less against a right hander than a, a right arm offy. <laughs> so, so that's no matter of the quality. So you know that's something that they've got to consider, and it looks a bit unbalanced when you've got two spinners. But as you said, Max, basically the same. They've, they've sort of ended up with a fairly long tail as well, haven't they? I mean, that's yeah. partly down to injuries and um, Cameron Green and, and Mitch Stark are both slated to be available for the third test, which will pose them some some more selection headaches, I think. But uh, I mean, that, that's been a, a key difference as far as I can tell as well, in, particularly in the previous test of basically once you've got rid of uh, Alex Carey and Pat Cummins, that's, that's that finished. Mm-hmm. That's that done. And um, India have got like people who can bat to nine, like actually bat. Yeah, even Shami's improved his batting actually. Yeah, and they're missing obviously um, the the world class all rounder Jasprit Bumrah from from that <laughs> from that list as well. But uh, but I mean it's 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 um, it's interesting. It's not often you you find it that way around. It's always you always feel that it's the the Aussies who who have the the tail wagging. Mm-hmm. But interesting That's... to see the, the shoe on the other foot. Perhaps when you when you look at the makeup of the India team and you have a Jadeja at six, so you've got a front line bowling option in the top six. Yeah, um, which Australia don't have. They might say, "Well, hell, we haven't got Cameron Green," but 
you can't budge on having Cameron Green in your team because he's traditionally, over the course of his career, has had a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. It's just like England saying, okay, well, we've got like Joffrey Archer, Mark Wood, and Chris Wokes on his stone. Well, the chances of them all being on the same pitch at the same time are pretty low, and we've mm-hmm. seen that over a number of years. Um, so you can't, you can't, you've got to have a backup plan, you know? And I, I question as well the need to have those two offies when you've got Travis Head who can bowl some serviceable off spin as well if the matchups are, are, are available as well. So yeah, just... obviously they didn't, they didn't go with Travis Head in the first no. test, which um, I guess sort of further yeah, yeah, illustrates yeah. the questionable choices that were made. Well, not just the questionable choices, I think there seems to be some communication of, oh, he's not picked because he's not very good against spin. I mean, like, I'm not quite sure how that's going to set him up for a successful successful match when he does play. <laughs> because, you know, like, you need to have faith in you, right? I don't know who communicates this stuff, but, you know, that's, you have to, you have, you have to have, have people to believe in you. And, and when someone I says- I can't imagine there's a huge body of evidence to, <clears throat> to suggest whether or not Travis Head's good against spin in the subcontinent either. He might have played there a handful of times and not mm. done very well, but he wouldn't be the first, uh, first, Elite no. batter to have done that, so and you can uh, always, he's going to get a chance now, isn't he? He's going to get to open. Yeah, this also assumes that people don't actually try to work on some of that stuff. Like if, uh, like in our Discord channel earlier, people were talking about Raul Dravid and where he first started playing spin and actually found that he was getting out LBW quite a lot because he was trying to play with the traditional place and then went back, reworked his game against spin. And as we know, famously kind of sent the letter to Kevin Peterson on how do you play spin in India? Um, and it kind of that frustrates me a little bit when it comes to Travis Head doesn't have the best batting average in India well they've not played actually that much cricket there uh, uh, fundamentally Um, Dan from what you've said there we've got issues with selection we've got issues with your kind of the game plan um, and we've got issues in terms of how they were kind of analyzing how they were going to win that game so not not just the overall game plan itself but actually the whole approach to the way which they've set up to go on this tour of India yeah Um, so if we go into the world of um well where the podcast likes to go right um where we love down a rabbit hole down a rabbit hole uh, <laughs> because i thoroughly enjoy where a, a culture is blame everyone and call for resignations um and this was never bad in my day this is a disgrace um every drop of bile um every word of condescension it's all energy for me to do this podcast forever <laughs> and um i would like to go into there um and just share with you a couple of snippets i've pull, pulled out um so andrew mcdonald the coach, uh, the people's coach, uh, who replaced Langer. Dan, I really like your point around this. There's still some Justin Langer's my mate kind of bits yeah. in here, like twisting the old knife in. I really, I def- there's definitely that to it. Um, but I think he's under a pretty big amount of scrutiny. Um, but he's talked about there being perceived pressure created by the spin destroyers. Um, were we clear on the plan that we wanted to play them? Uh, yes. Did we go away from that plan? Yes. Uh, did we fail going away from that plan that we had planned? Uh, yes. Um, Ian Healy then gave a tutorial dressed up as a very questionable PE teacher in how to sweep the ball, um, which if you haven't checked it out, please do. Um, Michael DeVenuto, uh, the batting coach, um, it's pretty obvious where we went wrong. With batting, it's a pretty similar analogy. You've got to swim between the flags in this country. If you go outside the flags in your game plan, you're going to get in trouble. What? Um, 
that's not that, i mean if if that's the advice that he's that's, giving the australian batsmen that's just no a wonder list of they're words. all a fucking c well I mean, <laughs> I mean looking at that looking listen to what you're saying here ross i mean that that quote from divanuto is as close as a cricket quote that i've heard to eric cantona's seagulls following the trawler <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but I, I i do kind of take the sentiment of it and I, and I definitely also take the the points that Andrew McDonald's making. Well, you know, I know Andrew McDonald. I worked with him before. Mm. He's a very smart guy, and 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 and, and I would you know, imagine that the Australian preparation for this tour has been extremely thorough. Mm-hmm. There, there's the, the for me, there's no doubt about that. Uh, no, knowing people who are involved in in, in this setup, mm-hmm. but it strikes me based on on those quotes is that the players have been handed a game plan to. To, to combat the Indian spin threat, and they've gone off piste. Mm-hmm. That, that's how it seems to me, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm saying that maybe it's more of a something that you can level a fault that you can level with the players rather than the management group in this particular position. Yeah, and Dan, as you've, you've kind of come on to my point actually on the, on this bit is that you've got a load of people gearing up on you have to blame someone, you have to blame someone. Ultimately, the 11 people who go out to play are the people who can kind of adopt it, right? And you saw, like, it was it was a shocker at that day. Like, the, the, the evening before, the ball was bouncing because it was the new ball. They made the most of it. They got themselves a decent run and got themselves into a really good position. And if they would have just, not, not bad to survive, but had gone, do you know what? We're going to do this in tens, just like kind of, you, you, you check, just like Ashwin and Akshar did. Do it in tens, right? Eat the elephant in small chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, it just, yeah, they flounced a little bit um my favorite quote from all of this is michael clark um if you haven't seen michael clark recently go and find the recent picture of him and um, enjoy it as much as i did um <laughs> he goes i'm not saying don't sweep in india i'm saying the opposite i'm saying you sweep at the right time at the right stage of your innings on the right pitch and generally with the spin that as insight is not very useful insight as, as far as i'm concerned um but michael clark is positioning himself as an expert on fox cricket i guess and- his point there is just what Australia didn't do any of that, isn't it? It's yeah, not but- so much that this is advice and how you play. This is, it was more highlighting the fact that they did it all. I mean, Alex Carey has it is it is he been bowled behind his legs three times. Three times, yeah. This three was times. the worst. Obviously, this one was the the pick of the bumps because he didn't even play down the right line. It was so premeditated it hurts. But like, yeah, it, it just it, they they lost they lost the plot, didn't they? I think I, I'm not sure how much more you can analyze it in some ways in the sense that that. They just kind of went a bit mad. Yeah, I think they, I think as Dan said, they've they've had they've had an approach to, to it. Um, maybe that's be the wrong approach. Maybe it's the right approach, but they've gone off piste. I'm enjoying yeah. that. It's, it's definitely ski season as well, isn't yeah. it? So let's, let's making, say that making up tactics on the hoof, uh, yeah. not often a great great plan. Do you think yeah. they've do you think they've got a chance though of at least winning one from you know from the the signs of the two thirds of the of that test with Cameron Green and Stark potentially back a bit. Yeah. Bit of something different, a bit of uh, you know, a bit of a longer batting lineup. Could they spring a shock? I've watched, you know, a lot, a lot of cricket, obviously, and and I would be a fool to write Australia off in the last two matches, even even in these current circumstances. You know, any team which has got Steve Smith and Minus Labuschagne in, in it is a capable team of winning a match of cricket, mm-hmm. a five day match of cricket. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the 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 team looks a lot more balanced if 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 Green comes in for say a Renshaw or something like that, uh, and 
Stark perhaps will come in. I don't know. One, one, obviously, one maybe one of the spinners. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I think it's overkill having two offies when you got uh, Travis Head who can bowl offies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's there's oh. definitely some scope for changes, and obviously we know Warner's not going to play as well. Mm. Um, so I don't think that's a huge loss. So no, I don't based think on what I've seen no, so far. I don't think it was either. And, and so, look, there, there's still pos- some positive elements I think that Australia can take from this. It's going to be bloody difficult, but they've got a, they've got a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then yeah, and then obviously we've got a a big summer afterwards as well. Mm, we have indeed. Um, What's yeah. Glenn McGrath going to be predicting five nil this time? Yeah, who knows? Uh, so Swepson apparently is being flown back out to uh, India. Um, so that's that's he might well play instead of Kuhneman, I'm guessing. Um, if, he, if there's no point really flying him back out, really, <laughs> is there? Um, but wouldn't we'll, be that wouldn't be the first time. To, it's to, happened, to be, to be fair, the carbon footprint of this of cricket Australia for this tour has been pretty significant. If I'm perfectly honest, um, their their squad planning, uh, Dan. As much as you say they've got some smart guys going on, on, the, on behind the scenes, their squad planning on childbirths. Like, like they should they should they should have been ha- they should have been they should have been handing out contra- uh, contraception kind of nine months ago. Be like we don't. Want anyone pregnant for the india tour um <laughs> just one giant antenatal class <laughs> yeah exactly um so dan uh, predictions for these next two test matches i think they're going to get trounced four nil is my is my view look i've just said that i've got a chance but i still think they're gonna lose four nil i mean yeah. that, that that's i know that sounds a bit contradictory but no it doesn't no, they'll be competitive you're saying they'll be competitive but they'll I, be, I think they'll they've be... got, yeah they're gonna if they play nine out of ten ten out of ten I can win a match. Mm-hmm. But I think that also illustrates the Herculean task, like I said earlier, of um, winning away in India. Yeah. Well, I'm going to swim outside the flags in, <laughs> in true Devenuto style, and I'm going to I'm going to say it'll be 3-1. I, okay. reckon they'll, I reckon they'll nick one. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about... Uh, let's talk about... Um... We're going to take, take a quick break, Ross. Are we? Oh, okay, fine. Take a quick break, and, um, and then we will, we will come back to what, New Zealand, England? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Creep Podcast, or welcome to the Creep Podcast. If you're watching this as a another YouTube video, uh, we have just dissected Australia with a with a rather large machete, and uh, and next we'll be turning our attentions to New Zealand and England. But before we do, Ross, uh, I would like you to tell all of our valued listeners about our commercial partner and and how wonderful they are. So uh, take it away. Well, uh, spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming, have the best tools for some spring cleaning in your pants. <laughs> Trust me, your confidence will be blooming like the flowers. Look your best this spring and join the other 8 million men who trust Manscaped. Use code CRICKETPOD for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Beautiful. That was very nicely, very nicely written. There is actually a, a frost predicted over the uh over the next week or so in the uk it's gonna get really cold again mm. so um get uh get yourself get yourself ordering in time for that to arrive after the frost and then <laughs> uh and then you'll be golden yeah 
That sounds delightful. Uh, Max, uh, New Zealand versus England. Um, it's, as we said, we, we've kind of said on the previous shows that it's a bit of a glorified friendly series mm. um, because this doesn't really count to the World Test Championship. But um, yeah, it is what it is, right? Um, well, New Zealand are expecting a couple of players back by the sounds of it. Matt Henry back in the squad. Yeah, well, uh, based on the bowling unit that they put out in the first um, first test, I'm guessing that's um, not a moment too soon, and I dare say he might be coming come in for the, uh, the the rather controversial pick of of the first test. Yeah, um, Dan, what did you think about the the lineup for this New Zealand team? Um, team in a serious bit of transition, or just kind of wrong place, wrong time, or the right place, right time to play against them? No, the first the first thing I think, Ross, um, we've spoken about Australia having a lot of players in their sort of early to mid thirties and. And certainly you can make the same accusation of this New Zealand team where, I mean, I, I, this is something I've noticed with New Zealand actually in, in their T20 format is that they're, they're extremely reticent to, to bring in players, uh, new players into a group, um, despite the fact that they're quite patently better than some of the players who are in the group currently. Mm. I mean, yes, he's established now, but it took a long time for them to to pick Finn Allen when he was blatantly good enough to play in their team. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're persisting now with Mark Chapman when someone like Josh Clarkson would be be a better option in my view. Uh, and so they, 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 they seem to be like a bit over loyal, if you like. Um, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, sport tends to punch you in the face when you're a bit like that, because because when you all decline at the same time, it's not pretty. Mm. Uh, and we've seen this so many times in sports teams that they've failed to prepare to evolve, if you like. And I think New Zealand now, their run after the World Test Championship final is, is not good at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're maybe in that position now. Uh, and, and integrating new players into their group probably is something that they need to do. Yeah, I was reading an article earlier on R&D um, by Ben Strang, and he said um, that Tim Southie is um, kind of leading a futile fight against time, and I think it's quite <laughs> a nice way of uh, what well, nice way of putting it. Um, if you if you think of like some of the they've had huge names retire, right? They've had a load of success in the last what five ten years. Um, but if you think about Ross Taylor going, B.J. Watling going, um, De Grandhom or De Grandad as we like to call him um, going as well. Um, you got Neil Wagner, who's getting on. Uh, he, he looked like he didn't look threatening, did he? He feels like, like he's been getting on for about ten years, Neil Wagner. But uh, what, what was amazing is that they Wait, they have they... seven, sorry, in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. yeah well, well, that, 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 that's the thing, right? He he, we used to be a really potent threat, but actually, Ollie Pope was sitting back in the crease and just launching him for six. So that says all you need to know on that front. Um, Trent Bolt is no longer in that lineup. Um, it was probably a bit of a surprise, really, that Tim Southey was given the captaincy. Um, you kind of thought, was it Tom Blundell, who was vice-captain before, um, not given? Uh, Kane Williamson, obviously, coming to the end of his career. Uh, it's, um, yeah, definitely a... It's almost like the old Sri Lanka side is where, where I'm kind of seeing it in my head, where you had all these, like, like greats of the last decade. Um, and, yeah, unfortunately now they, um, yeah, are, they've got a World Test Championship and they're going off into the sunset. Well, that's it, isn't it? That was the they were sort of that was what they were peaking towards and aiming aiming for, I suppose. And and they got there. They they had they've had that generational cycle now, and it was a really good one. And now they've got to rebuild. It's mm. um it's a classic case of sporting teams and sporting dynasties throughout history. It's always you know, 
it's, it's never going to go away that people get old. And then funnily enough, when you've had a, a whole glut of players who are really, really good, sometimes it's quite hard to find people to replace them, especially when teams are so good that you don't, there's not often an opportunity to try and blood new guys because that side is so locked up. And um, I think that's, you know, maybe that's part of why we haven't seen some of the guys get blooded in that New Zealand side. And, and sort of, it's, it's usually quite a small group, isn't it? That they travel around with, I guess you've got a, quite a small pool as well in domestic cricket to choose from. So it could be quite difficult to, to get that um, rebuilding well, think- job going. So it's going to be a challenge for them. No, absolutely, and uh, I was hoping with uh, our esteemed analyst, oh, of course, there's no no longer a. He's going to uh, tell us the top five New Zealanders to look out for the, in the next no, five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, I'm no, not a budding analyst, Ross. Yeah, no, no, I was going <laughs> to say you've, you've upgraded. For, uh, um, you got you got promoted after your sojourn with the the Kings. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You got Kings, Leicestershire. You've got Kent now. You have got the Phoenix. Like you've got what was the team in Bangladesh? Bangla Tigers. <laughs> like, like, come on! Like, we 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 know your CV. That's it's a resume. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Dan, on the on the spot, give, give us your top three prospects who aren't Finn Allen because you're not allowed that one because you've been saying <laughs> okay. that one for years. Um. If for this test side, well, I think Matt Henry would be a massive improvement to this this current group. Obviously, he was unavailable for the first first game. Um. But yeah, that's. That's someone I think, yeah, obviously will make a big difference. And I think that he's probably been one of those players that's been a bit hard done by by not playing ahead of either the likes of a, a Wagner in mm. recent years as well. I mean, the the Manu this year, for example, in Plunkett Shield has averaged, uh, taken 23 wickets at 11. And <laughs> uh, um, going to... That's nonsense. You know, about two and a half runs and over or something yeah. like that. I always feel like he's done a decent job as well when he has played in the test side. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm a big Matt Henry fan. Um, when he'll, he... he'll come, so he'll come back in. No, no doubt about that, right? No doubt. Yeah, well, if they've got half a brain, definitely. Um, and then, but then it's tough after that, though. I think there is a, a kind of a lack of a lack of uh, you know pick me players, if you like, in domestic cricket. Um, I've always kind of kept a bit of an eye on. On Ben Sears, uh, someone who's got a lot of pace, mm-hmm. but he has done done a lot in first class cricket of of late. Um, and yeah, apart from that, there isn't really any outstanding talents. I I'm interested to see how Henry Shipley is uh, his his career develops. Mm-hmm. He's 26 now. Um, he's done well in recent years in 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 uh, first class cricket and can bat a bit as well. Did he so come into the one day side recently? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so there's so there's there's a couple of players, but not a lot, and I think that this is the problem that New Zealand have. Obviously, so they're, they're working on quite a uh, small squad, uh, a, a small small player pool that is difficult to to you know when four players t- go past their sell by date, you can't replace them that easily. Mm. All, all, all they need to do is um, go to South Africa and pick up another Devon Conway or two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty well, good... Uh, South African players are retiring right now. Pretty they? good process for England over the years, isn't it? Yeah. It's worked quite well. Uh, Maybe a, we can a, a give a Ben Stokes back when he's 38. Yeah. <laughs> 
Quite possibly. Um, Max, in terms of England, um, yeah. we obviously had uh, the Nighthawk um, on full show. Yeah. Uh, Ollie Robinson um, showing that, yeah, I think he's going to be more than capable of stepping into those um, shoes um, when they, when they, well, one yeah, day. Those, those shoes get bigger every day, though, don't they? Yeah, they do indeed. Uh, Jimmy Anderson, obviously, he's timeless um, now. It's completely um, insane. I, don't, I just don't understand how he keeps doing it. Um, but. but there's likely to be not be any changes, I'm guessing, for for the next Test match. Um, Zach Crawley, we think he's the luckiest person alive. Um, <laughs> and uh, But we'll see how that kind of goes. Um, but Dan, we, Jack and I spoke before around where Bearstow fits back in this side. Um, there's been some absolutely mad chat um, in the, this week saying Joe Root can't adapt to Basball. He kind of came out and said, I don't really know my role. The guys hit like a couple of centuries and got like four fifty. Joe Root's role with basketball is to be Joe Root. Yeah, like that. He shouldn't need a role. Just yeah. bat. Just do you. It's fine. I don't understand why anyone's making a making a thing out of it. He shouldn't. Yeah. He shouldn't change how he plays because the way he plays is perfectly suited to this side. He always keeps it ticking over. That's why he's so good. <laughs> Let's carry on. Under McCullum anyway. It's disgraceful. It's not good enough. He should be averaging 60, shouldn't he, obviously? <laughs> um, yeah. There's a lot of people complained about his conversion rate in uh, Test cricket in the yeah. previous regimes when he was actually the only one that was actually scoring the runs to start with. I know. But Best yeah. um, obviously comes back into this side. Dan, can you see Joe Root going up to open or do you think he's going to be oh. settled in that four role? Do, do you think that Zach Crawley would be the one that drops out or is it going to be unfortunate for Ben, uh, ben Folks? I think probably the latter explanation makes, makes sense. Uh, Bearstow straight swap probably will be the the easiest decision that that that, that they'll make. It's and, the least and, controversial, isn't um, it? Yeah, exactly. And sort of, it's, it's pretty. Uh, no, it's pretty controversial having a bloke who can't score more than twenty five runs at the top of the order. I think we've all just made peace with that now, haven't we? That's just <laughs> one of those things. We like, you know, we've had a Tory government for twelve years, and it's shit. And that's that's Zach Crawley. To be fair, we're big on theories in this show, and one of them that has lasted and pr- has proven pretty fruitful is the sacrifice technique. Mm. We've, we've seen it employed by Colcutter Knight Riders with Owen Morgan. We've seen it employed by CSK with Dhoni. Um, maybe Zach Crawley is There's, England's basketball Zach Crawley, sacrifice. Zach Crawley is the goat, but not that kind of goat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I, so- I just think it'd be unbelievably harsh on Ben Folks, though, because like he's done pretty well he's not he's not basball by his own admission i think he, he even said that himself in an interview but he's done he's put performed a role that's been really important for this england side in the last year when they've been winning games he's mm. he's bad with the tail he's scored really important runs he scored a really important hundred against south africa when we were under the pump and you know he's not been splaying the ball all over the place but he has been scoring at a pretty reasonable strike rate and it's been above 50 pretty consistently and he's marshaled the tail really well and it's allowed them to just go ballistic and get some bonus runs. So I think I think Ben Folks has done a, a really good job and against different lots of different types of bowling as well. I mean, that South Africa attack was fearsome and we know he's good against spin. So I think he's a really useful guy to have in there. I think it'd be, it's going to be really unfair on him, but it's he's been pretty unlucky in the last like four years since he came into the side anyway with how things have turned out. So it'll just be a another one. Another one on the list for him. Well, maybe what we'll do is uh, what England always seem to have done, and that's uh, take really potential, a really good potential uh, talent like Harry Brook and make him bat in like six different positions to see if he's actually that good. <laughs> uh, he looks unbelievable, doesn't he, Harry Brook? He does. Like... He does. Um, Women's World um, Cup. 
Um, we want to talk about that before quickly wrapping up. Um, England absolutely annihilated Pakistan today. World um, record total. World record total. Um, Dan, have you been surprised uh, England's approach at this World Cup? Because it's a, it's a bit of a step change, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously a uh, new coach as well. So maybe that's that's something to consider. Uh, and maybe, who knows, there could be a, a ECB directive to uh, to play in this um, more expansive way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously it's been very successful so far. I've been impressed, uh, certainly. I mean, the, the, I can't remember last time. It can't be, can't be many times that, you know, uh, women's team have hit 200 plus against you know c- competent opposition, and and that's that's a huge feather in their cap, and they've they come out of the group stage with a net run rate of almost three, so they've been utterly dominant over 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 the teams in their group, which includes India in in that number as well, uh, and, and by by topping the group, obviously they avoid Australia until the final, which mm. is uh, certainly. Um, certainly uh, going to be a mouthwatering prospect. And I think obviously at this time it'd be difficult to suggest that those two players, those, those two teams aren't the best teams in the tournament and would play a deserved final right now. Yeah. I mean, India have come on leaps and bounds in mm. the last few years and they are, I think if you're going to rank them, obviously you've got the S tier is Australia completely unchallenged. Mm-hmm. You've got, you've got an A tier of England and India where India have, really challenged and been more competitive and well you know we've seen them beat England a few times recently and they are you know in there with England as the people who are almost nearly close to challenging Australia and then I guess below that you've got what South Africa and New Zealand I guess would be the other two and and then everyone else in various shapes and forms but the uh, South Africa are comprehensively beating Bangladesh as we speak so it's going to be looking like semi-finals of England, South Africa and Australia, India, which I'm guessing is what pretty much what we all expected, especially given South Africa at home. Yeah. Well, we look forward to... So, India have been playing some decent cricket. There's uh, a big thing came out of too many dot balls, um, which uh, which was quite I don't know, refreshing to see actually written somewhere because that's not been something that's typically come out, is it? It's not what, it's not what Dan Weston believes in, though, is it? Dot oh. ball percentage... Well, no. all, give, me, give me boundaries any day of the week. Yeah, yeah, all about all about those boundaries. Um, I mean, is there is there anyone that's um, impressed you, Ross, in the last or or Dan, either of you, over the sort of the group stages so far? The, well, aside keep, from uh, the big names, obviously, I've got to keep my cards close to my chest because uh, we've got a women's tournament draft in a few weeks' time. Okay, right. <laughs> very very smart. But yeah. well, obviously, well, 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 there's, there's the obvious Mandana. ones. Well, yeah, there's the obvious ones, isn't there, Max? The, so, the most expensive women's cricketer, Smriti Mandana, smacking uh, the runs. And then you've also got the, what, the most expensive foreigner in that sky, Skiver Brunt, mm-hmm. um, who's seeing like a beach ball um, at the moment, is uh, how Alex Hartley uh, put it. Yeah, um, was it 80 off, 81 or 40 she hit against Pakistan? So, I mean, that's been, I think it's, you know, like England have been dominant, but they've almost done it sort of almost quietly going about their business, despite the fact they've been. Um, pumping everyone, which has been nice to see. But what, what I've, I've been really impressed by Richard Gosh, the um, the India 19-year-old India keeper who's put in some pretty impressive lower-order salvos, almost dragged India back into it against England mm. um, when when they looked out of it, uh, put in a, a pretty impressive performance as well to, to get India over the line against Pakistan when that one was looking quite close. Um, so that 
she looks like being an excellent pickup for for the women's IPL or the women's Premier League, mm-hmm. given that I'm I'm pretty sure she went at a very reasonable price for a wicketkeeper. It was like one point two crore or something. Yeah, all in all, pretty good picks. Um, well, we look forward to uh, watching England become champions um, <laughs> of that. They're going to uh, do it, Ross. I, I, do you know what? We're we're playing brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly. Um, and you need that form. You need to be peaking at the right time. Um, you need people with good role definition, and you need to be challenging people in that lineup. Um, today they dropped. Um, was it Lauren Bell, um, who is probably almost a shoe in for that position to? Um, make sure that the other Skiver Brunt um, had the opportunity to play um, with Freya Davis um, kind of challenging in that space. So there's, there's healthy competition among the team. They're playing aggressive cricket and they've got a, a, a decent route to the final. Um, and T20 cricket, anything can happen on the day, right? So um, I think they, let's, uh, I'm going to favour England on this one rather than uh, Australia. Dan? Um, I still think Australia are so strong, aren't they? And mm. In women's cricket, just a class above. As you said, Max, earlier, that, that's here above still, maybe. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll go with Australia. Mm. There's a chance, but I'm going like 20% England. Yeah, I also it's about 30, 70 or something like that, yeah. yeah. And, and all our new India listeners are going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? India are going to win it. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, well, it's yeah, I mean, Australia do have to get past India first, and that is not going to be an easy thing to do. So that'll be... That'll be a very interesting game to watch. It will. Um, Dan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you back on the show. Um, thank, yeah, thank you for joining us. Um, as always, uh, you can find you at SAA Advantage. Is that right? And it's uh, at SA Advantage. Indeed. Oh. Max is right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I was looking at your chat GPT um, thing that you oh, posted yeah. up. That I enjoyed. Not good. Not Not good. good. Are, you out, are you out of a job, Dan? Are you the latest person to be replaced by uh, an AI Bot. Um, it may well happen in the future, but at the moment, uh, ChatGPT or whoever it is thinks that um, I'm a South African airline. <laughs> <laughs> mixed, mixed, in, mixed in with a um, uh, Mexican music producer. So, um, yeah. Uh, Fantastic. I, I, I don't worry about it anytime soon anyway. Oh, I need to check that out. <laughs> well, um, it's been great then. Thank you very much, Ross. And thank you very much, South African airline Mexican music producer, Dan Weston. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.